Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with the president of the National Farmers Union. Also, Canadian Pork Council Chair Rick Bergman will stop by. We'll hear from Federal Conservative egg critic John Barlow. And up first in today's country comment, we'll get an update on the hog markets. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Smithfield Foods has resumed operations at its Sioux Falls, South Dakota pork processing plant. It's one of the largest pork processing facilities in the U.S., representing 4-5% to 5% of American pork production. I caught up with Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services. Well, it is, uh, a, I guess, uh, a positive sign. Um that you know that it that it's possible to kind of get back up and running um you know within two weeks of a, of a pretty major outbreak um but the reality is the the industry is still um hamstrung by uh really limited capacity uh now across across the u.s uh i believe the number is something in the neighborhood of around one third or thirty percent of a uh, reduction in processing capacity, either through slowdowns or shutdowns, and this has severely limited um, the uh, the amount of the, the number of uh, live hogs that have been able to be slaughtered, and and now that is being represented in the cash price uh, that producers are being paid, which is um, well, for, to be clear, um, very unprofitable. In addition to uh, Smithfield, um, are we are we starting to see other plants open um, open back up again? I think there is some uh, some other U.S. plants, uh, and actually for that matter, the the Quebec plant um, that broke well more than a month ago um, had opened back up, and and I, I believe has been um, trying to move back to uh, kind of more historical. Uh, levels, but I, I'm not I'm not that uh, familiar with with what they're slaughtering right now. But um, so from a from a Canadian standpoint, yeah, there's evidence that um, that that we're actually in in reasonable shape. There's not a there's not a lot of market animals in Western Canada um, that are getting slowed down or backed up as a result of. Um, COVID-related labor shortages in uh, in Western Canadian plants. What's uh, demand like out of uh, China and uh, and Japan, and will that be a factor going forward? The, yeah, the evidence suggests that it's still very, very good. I mean, to be clear, there's still a massive shortage of pork in China um, due to African swine fever, and they have been active buyers of, of North American pork. Um but it's i'm not sure how much you know in the last few weeks since we've seen the you know the the production really shrink up i don't know how much is moving there anymore simply because there's not <clears throat> there's really not enough product um that's pushing that's going through those plants to support both the good exports and the domestic market so it's while demand is good, um, the volume uh, is likely not not very good at all. That was Tyler Fulton 
Director of Risk Management with Ham's Marketing Services, giving us the latest on the hog markets. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Knute. The National Farmers Union is responding to this week's federal funding announcement in response to COVID-19. Here's NFU President Katie Ward. We're pleased to see action being taken and we understand that there's going to be an emphasis on um, local and, and regional food security. Livestock farmers are, are really hurting right now, both beef and, and hogs and sheep as well. Ward says the NFU is calling for the institution of a price floor in the sales system so that processors are not going to be able to take assistance funding from the taxpayer and still pay rock bottom prices to the livestock farmers. The agriculture sector continues to face major losses despite the federal government's $252 million assistance program. The program is substantially less than the CFA's request for $2.6 billion or the Canadian Pork Council's call for $20 per hog. Pork Council Chair Rick Bergman says it doesn't go far enough. We can do better. We're a civilized country, and so we look forward to more solutions. But right now, the solutions given to us uh, would resemble a cup of water to look after a house that's burning down. The overall problem is a slowdown in the processing sector. Some employees at the plants are getting COVID-19, and that has sharply reduced the number of animals that can be slaughtered. Manitoba-based High Life has announced the purchase of ProVista's hog farming operations. ProVista currently ranks as one of Canada's largest independent hog farming operations with most of its production located in Manitoba. The acquisition consists of 37,000 sows with facilities supported by 252 employees with a production capacity of approximately 1 million hogs annually. ProVista's farms are located in close proximity to High Life's current operations. And Keystone Agricultural Producers has launched a campaign to thank the thousands of Manitobans in the supply chain who are working to ensure that food continues to make its way to homes across the province and around the world. CAP will be distributing Growing Manitoba Together stickers across Manitoba and throughout the supply chain, encouraging people to share their story on social media using the hashtag MBGrow. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, May 8th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Canadian Port Council Chair Rick Bergman. And up first, we'll be joined by federal conservative egg critic John Barlow. Farm groups have been voicing their disappointment in the federal government's agriculture assistance package. Today, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler talks with John Barlow, the conservative shadow minister for agriculture and agri-food, about this week's announcement. I would say the the quick description would be uh, underwhelming, uh, disappointing. Uh, I think when uh, you offer, you know, 10% of what the industry has clearly stated is needed, and the bulk of that money is not new money; it is just a reannouncement of existing programs. So, um, to say that you're taking you know extraordinary steps to um, to help agriculture is really disingenuous. It's not true at all. This is just a reannouncement of existing programs that have proven not to be effective. The feedback we've had from industry and, and agriculture sectors from across this country is this is woefully insufficient. Um, this doesn't even cover what they've lost already. And, you know, whether you're a cattle producer, a pork producer, or, or fruit, fruit and vegetables, um, you know, they've already been suffering uh, hemorrhaging losses, um, you know, due to processing capacity problems, labor issues, uh, lost markets. So this doesn't even cover what they've lost already, let alone 
um, provide them with some assurance that they're going to be able to um, have the funds to plant this spring and harvest this fall. The processing plants that are operating are running on reduced shifts, of course, because they don't have the employees as a result of COVID-19 to, to do the job. That's causing a huge backlog that's building in the industry. Cargill and High River was closed for, for 14 days. You know, let's put that in perspective. Every day that that is closed, that's 4,500 head of cattle that is being backed up throughout the system. Um, and it's very similar in, in hogs, if not maybe in, in many cases worse, because uh, in the hog industry, it's not that you can keep them on feed and, and try and maintain that weight. Um, it's just a different timeline. So uh, the bottleneck in processing capacity has become a huge issue. Um, and I think it's highlighted the need for us to address this long term, um, expand our processing capacity here in Canada, um, add value added um, uh, operations. But they also take a look at uh, the provincial regulations we have where um, that protectionism within provinces where a provincially regulated plant, uh, anything processed there cannot be sold outside of that province. That just doesn't make sense anymore. Um, we've got to find a way to um, uh, you know, make our system much more efficient and uh, expand what, what we can and cannot do. And, and I think having a true Canadian free trade agreement, especially in how it would impact the processing industry, I think would be a very good step. That's John Barlow, the Conservative Shadow Minister for Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. I also got reaction from Canadian Pork Council Chair Rick Bergman. Although we, you know, certainly appreciate their willingness to to help out, we see that the hurt is more than what the help is right now, and uh, so that's a concern for us because uh, uh, our our objective is to ensure that uh, all is well on the farm, and uh, uh, so that's our continual quest right now. We saw, uh, I guess, in terms of the Agra recovery program, uh, $50 million for, for pork producers. Can you talk about that amount and how that, I guess, falls short of what you were hoping for? Right. So the Agra recovery is if there's a, if there's a massive uh, hit to the farm. So uh, it would be exactly what it says. It's recovery. So uh, if the analogy is if the lights go out, uh, then, then uh, there's a program there to help uh, try to get the lights back on. Uh, and our objective is to try to keep the lights on throughout the whole COVID crisis uh, that we're seeing ourselves in. Going forward here, are, are you hoping that you, there, there will be more money um, allocated? So our ask that we brought forward to the federal government was uh, only a, a really a percentage of uh, our losses that we were incurring. Uh, so yeah, we're we're going to go back to the table. We've got a very good relationship with the Minister of Agriculture, so we're going to continue to have discussions and uh, uh, you know help them understand how it is on the farm. Um, I know there's a big distance between uh, the farm and the cities, and we want to ensure that we close that gap with with our government and uh, you know help them understand. Uh, the situation, because it sure isn't good right now. And that number you were looking for, I think previously you had asked it was $20 per hog? Yeah, so yeah. our projections uh, through some of the accounted firms we deal with is they were suggesting a 30 to $50 uh, 
a, a loss per animal, and that's that's substantial because the the farms today aren't like the farms that were in in the sixties in or or seventies. So uh, our request was for twenty dollars to uh, help uh, soften the blow and help us keep on doing the things that we do on farm. And the announcement would have been sub, uh, substantially less than that. So now we're kind of grasping at okay, how do we how do we do this? How do we carry on? We know that we're an essential service. Uh, we know that we've been told by the government that uh, food security is of critical importance for the country. Uh, so, you know, we're hearing those words, but the actions are, are falling short of, of the words. So we're just trying to understand that and, again, trying to help out our producers and many of the family farms that are in a very difficult situation right now. That was Rick Bergman, chair of the Canadian Pork Council. That's it for the Prairie Agwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen-Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Agwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Livestock Markets Association of Canada annual convention has been postponed. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada also postponed. Cropsapalooza 2020 scheduled for July in Carberry has been cancelled. Brandon's Manitoba Summer Fair has been cancelled. The Red River Exhibition also cancelled. And the 66th Manitoba Threshermen's Reunion and Stampede scheduled to be held this summer near Austin has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon. Joining us now is National Farmers Union President Katie Ward with her thoughts on this week's federal funding announcement. We're pleased to see action being taken. Um, you know, clearly it's um, cautious optimism because there's a, a huge amount of need and um, there's there's definitely room for more uh, assistance for sure. Um, but we're, we're pleased to see action being taken and we understand that... Um, there's going to be an emphasis on um, local and, and regional food security. Um, you know, livestock farmers are, are really hurting right now. Um, you know, both beef and, and hogs and sheep as well. Um, and, you know, various other livestock that get sold into the, the um, commodity system. Um, but, uh, you know, the supply management system is... Uh, Able to to make some adjustments, but the assistance there of, of getting um, you know food to to people that need it um, is going to be an interesting logistical challenge for the government. But uh, you know, seeing them them stepping up and helping um, is uh, is a positive uh, development on on agriculture. And uh, you know, we we look forward to working with them to help more. Uh, more active uh, assistance get uh, get shaped for sure. Just a thought on the um, business risk management uh, programs and and I guess the way things will roll out there. Mm-hmm. Well, we were quite concerned at first uh, that there might be a requirement to be enrolled in agri stability to be eligible for the agri recovery funds. I understand that the minister clarified yesterday afternoon uh, that was not going to be the case. Um, which was definitely reassuring news uh, because, of course, like all of the farm organizations, we've been calling on the 
minister and AAFC to uh, fix a system that is clearly broken. Um, it, it simply doesn't work for farmers and the loss of, um, of farmer participation in that over the years since the changes went into place has really, um, you know, been a, a, a highlight of that. Um, it just, it isn't worth the time and the effort to sign up when the, um, when the system is so broken for, um, for agri-stability. Um, but because that's, you know, not going to be an issue for qualification for these agri-recovery funds, that's a good first step. We certainly, um, still maintain our call that um, the agri-stability system needs to be returned to the levels that it was at pre um, the changes in 2012 that went into effect in 2013, um, you know, return to, to the previous levels and thresholds. Um, but, you know, we're, we're hopeful that the announcement um, on my goodness, it's hard to keep track of the days now with so many announcements. The announcement on uh, on the fifth, um, you know, we we are happy to see that it's going to help um, provide safety equipment for workers in the food system that we rely on to help get our products to market. And we certainly hope that it's going to be, um, or a fair chunk of it at least, is going to be directed to small and local abattoirs that have been. Um, taking up a lot of the slack. That was National Farmers Union President Katie Ward. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The National Farmers Union says emergency funds announced this week for agriculture can help build a more robust food system. Here's NFU President Katie Ward. One thing we are calling for is the institution of a price floor in the sales system so that processors are not going to be able to take assistance funding uh, from the taxpayer and um, still pay rock bottom prices to the livestock farmers. We really feel that it's important that this does not become a windfall for um, international corporations that certainly uh, have no shortage of cash flow. The NFU says emergency funding criteria must exclude Cargill and JBS, which the group says have failed to implement proper safety measures at the High River and Brooks operations. And the Canadian Cattlemen's Association is weighing in on this week's announcement. The group says the money for the set-aside program is welcome, but notes there's no help around the increased insurance premiums or the problems around the business risk management programs. CCA President Bob Lowe says it all adds up and producers take the hit. Our customers have to start asking the question uh, about just a question about food. We've, we've taken food for granted for generations now. And that, that attitude has to come to an end. Beef and pork producers have seen a drop in prices as processing plants slow production to deal with the lack of employees that have tested positive for COVID-19. And this week's announcement included increased borrowing capacity for the Canadian Dairy Commission by $200 million. David Weens is Vice President of Dairy Farmers of Canada. In that way, they'll be able to buy more dairy product for storage and then, of course, release the product to processors as they need it. So with some of the challenges that we've seen in the supply chain, uh, at least there will be a dairy product available uh, into the future. 
And Smithfield Foods has resumed operations at its Sioux Falls, South Dakota pork processing plant. The harvest floor is expected to reopen May 11th. The facility will be fully operational by late May. The Sioux Falls facility has been closed for more than three weeks. It's one of the largest pork processing facilities in the U.S., representing 4 to 5% of American pork production. To date, over 2,000 Smithfield employees have been tested for COVID-19. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.